0: Well, I'm glad that we're laughing because yeah. uh, we, <laughs> before we start recording, we talked about what a <laughs> day it is today.
1: <laughs> what a day it is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm Both just making us. my life
0: easier as yeah, the editor of this podcast. It, yeah. <laughs> got to hit record but now it's recording
1: we are not experts (laughs) 10 episodes in no but it's
0: our 10th episode it's a milestone
1: it is it is a milestone we had another milestone which was uh you can tease me again if you want but it's 1000 downloads (laughs) yeah it's awesome (laughs) the 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 downloads is a little weird because it does remind me of like you know it, it literally reminds me of like geocities back in the day of like having a little counter i mean that was before your time wasn't it peter no 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 i remember those you remember those little counters at the bottom yeah yeah because
0: i started making websites when i was 11 years old so it's pretty (gasps) old school back then
1: oh sweet yeah it's like
0: dial-up modems and stuff like that
1: yeah i think my first website was actually funny enough we were talking about amazon at the dinner table last night and i told the kids that my first check that i made like my first income other than working my dad's office um was uh, signed by Jeff Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I was an Amazon book reseller affiliate. Wow. On on GeoCities.
0: That's very cool.
1: Yeah. Been at this a long time, man.
0: Maybe it's worth money.
1: (laughs) It'd be great to find out that that's been quietly running on some, (laughs) you know, thrice- acquired server somewhere and i'm i've got i'm like owed like four thousand dollars by amazon for book book links or something (laughs) probably not i was
0: i was all into the html stuff when i was a a kid i remember we had some assignments in school i convinced my school teacher that i could hand it in as a website (laughs) such a
1: geek (laughs) that's great that's great i i think i think it was 19 i think it was 95 where my sister asked me what I what I wanted for Christmas, and I went into what was the bookstore? I think from Books a Million, which is another defunct large bookstore. And anyway, they had a they had like a massive five hundred page um, hardbacked book on HTML, whatever version it was, three at that point or something like something crazy like that. Anyway, I told her that's what I wanted for Christmas, <laughs> and started learning markup at pretty similar age, maybe. Th- maybe 14. I think um, cuz I was a li- yeah, probably like 14 years old. Before that all I did was create uh Doom levels. That was my other and <laughs> Sim and Sim cities cities. So I was
0: mocking my dad the other day cuz I saw he on his, on their bookshelf in my parents' house, he had a Java book from probably like 2001 or something. <laughs> O'Reilly Java in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they never got it into a nutshell. Not
0: really. It's a really <laughs> thick book. For it's a like, very big nutshell, very big nutshell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. So, Just learn learn swing in five easy lessons of yeah. ten hours each. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, yeah. I'm glad that we're laughing because yeah. uh, we <laughs> before we start recording, we talked about what a <laughs> day it is today.
1: <laughs> what a day it is! Yeah. <laughs>
0: Exactly. I'm Both just making us. my life easier as yeah. the editor of this podcast. <laughs>
1: <You're> <laughs> By pre, censoring pre-editing. myself on air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, this is all nervous laughter for me. Yeah. I'm just I'm a little delirious. It's it's been highs and lows, man. That's the yeah. other thing. thing we do with their, yeah. Well, there's another thing we do with our kids around the dinner table when we wanted them to talk about their school days and say something other than like Yeah, it was fine. We're always like, tell us about the high point. And tell us about the low point. So maybe when we do our maker manager updates, I'll try to do the uh, the high and low on each of those. Because yeah. um, yeah, there were some there were some recent lows. I'm very very I've got some strong bias towards some recent lows. But um, yeah, I'll leave I'll leave us in suspense until I give my update.
0: <laughs> it happens. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking in the name of transparency, it's probably good <laughs> to share when you have it a bad yeah. day and I'm having a bad day today
1: yeah what what happened man can uh, can you uh, share
0: I can share some stuff mm. but I think like I think the, the gist of it is that I've been really riding a high for the past while and everything's been very exciting and there's been a lot of stuff to do and a lot of yeah just a lot of stuff going on so it probably didn't take a lot of bad stuff to kind of mm. you know pull out the rock from under me <laughs> um and then fall and face
1: first on that rock
0: exactly <laughs> and like besides besides like the professional side of things this this time of the year is always a little stressful for me because we're spending summer in denmark um before actually so it's it's probably half a year six months since we left uh glasgow and we we kind of gave up our flat um because we were traveling to the U S for a couple of months and then we would go to Denmark. And so we want, and we wanted to move anyways. Um, so it's like, it's the time where summer is about to end. We're going back to the UK next week. And you know, when you come back for the summer, you have all the time in the world to see everyone, everyone is happy. It's exciting. <laughs> and when you're about to leave, it's just, it's stressful. And it, the FOMO kicks in for all this, the, the people you won't you get to see mm. and just all that stuff is a little stressful and probably also like some managing of expectations and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and like planning to move in a country where you physically are, like I'm in another country, planning to like find an apartment in another country. So it's a little bit stressful.
1: Just a little bit.
0: Yep. And then on the professional side, <laughs> this is what pulled out the rug this <laughs> morning. <I just wanted. laughs> so basically backstory a few years ago, so WP Pusher has this feature that, based on a webhook from, say, GitHub, can pro- it can start an update of your code. So basically, automatically updates your code on the site every time you push something to GitHub if this feature is enabled. A few years ago, I think WP Engine had a big attack or something like that. So they implemented some extra security measures and um, one of the side effects was that stuff like the automatic updates and WP pusher no longer worked. It was a big bummer, and I had a lot of customers and free users using WP Engine. So I got a lot of support about this, and it ended up, they were like the people I spoke to at WP Engine were super helpful, but it's, a, it's hard <laughs> to work with a hosting company after they had a security breach and like trying to get them to lower their security. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's a little bit uphill, um, but basically after nine months of like pushing and doing like <laughs> lobby work, it finally we found a solution where they they whitelisted some stuff for me. Um, this morning I found out that all of that stuff no longer works, and it's very annoying. Ouch!
1: So I'm so what's sh- the Im- what's the impact of that? Like what's the, the, the impact thing is that everyone
0: idea? using WP Pusher on WP Engine no longer can do automatic updates. So they have to log into the site and click update to get their latest code changes. Okay. I mean it's still better than you know using an FTP client or something like that. But it's it's a big part of the value of using WP pusher.
1: Yeah, this is like a and hair I'm, on fire issue for WP pusher. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I'm sure like we're gonna find a solution to this. It's just when it happened this morning, I was like, I cannot deal with this right now. This is not where my energy should be spent right now. But now it has to. Um, Yeah. yeah, It took a little while before I kind of (laughs) like pulled myself together and reached out to some people at WP Engine. And hopefully, hopefully we can figure something out pretty soon so people don't have to wait forever. uh, Hopefully not another nine months.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's terrible timing. Yeah. Um, (sighs) I think it's out of I your mean, control like it's not something that you can just you no. you can't go debug it right now it, no. it wouldn't help I know exactly
0: yeah. what the problem is I know exactly what they've done and I know exactly okay. what the solution is but I so I could like come hang out with you in Austin and like <laughs> you know Put and it so he, find a way to engin- get into engineer their- in a headlock yeah yeah. <laughs> find a way it. to get into their office and find the yeah. server room <laughs> Jason if you're listening yeah. <laughs> help yeah but basically, I completely it completely all my motivation just disappeared, and I was like, This is what a bad like what an annoying situation to have to deal with. I'm trying not to curse um <sighs> so basically, like I spent a few hours just doing some chores and um kinda like finished mm. some other projects I had, and I decided to take the rest of the day off. <laughs> yeah and i went into my garden and started like working on some projects i just like doing something else that's, that wasn't work
1: <laughs> look at you though that's that's good like good mental management <laughs> yeah know, like... and i
0: decided i'm going on a hike this weekend because i need to get in, i need to get away from my computer before i accidentally throw it out a window or something <laughs> that's what uh, happened <laughs> uh,
1: that's I, I, and any any did you get like an automated response from anybody yet that said like we'll be right with you your current position in the queue is 128 so actually the person i reached out to I, it was a little bit
0: annoying cuz the two people i worked with last time they were they were at a position where they could push this through but no, none of them work at the company anymore and the only person i know right now who is really responsive and is <laughs> at a high enough level to like you know escalate this thing is at like the vp level <laughs> mm-hmm. so i actually sent him an email and i was like i'm i really i hate to waste your time on this but could you like put me in touch with the with the right person to work on this issue
1: yeah that's always yeah. i mean that's always the right way to you know that way you're not really using that token if you will of a favor you're just asking for like it's kind of like a half half request it's like yeah I don't want to bother you but there's somebody that can probably help me right (laughs) you gotta go top down sometimes (laughs) yeah yeah uh for sure um so yeah well I'm sorry (laughs) sorry (laughs) to (laughs) sorry to hear that I I'm happy though for your gardening decision and your hike and and taking the day (laughs) out that I mean because it's completely out of your control there's no heads down solution here Uh, no that's true. Ah, it's tough. Meditate. However you do your meditation. <laughs> Weeding. <laughs> Is the weather yeah. nice at least to, to be outside?
0: Uh, It's okay. It's okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll say it's nice. <laughs> it's, you know what we should do?
1: Move into the updates. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Um, cool. Well, do you want to start or? Sure. I'll start. And um, after hearing you share uh I, i'm feeling a little bit better and i have to say as well <laughs> as if on cue my dog came into the room here that i'm podcasting from and just like put his head in my lap oh yeah I, it's like he knew that i needed that that's awesome <laughs> maybe i'll include it's a mental picture. support animal oh yeah 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 i think it's weird it's like he gets it so so i'm feeling all uh feeling a little bit more relaxed um Good yeah, maybe maybe starting with the highs, <laughs> because I think it's <laughs> what you said is is so true. It's like if it weren't for how well things were going before, uh, it would be fine. And in fact, like the lows aren't that bad. Like I'll I'll have it I'll have it work through sooner than you probably get a fix from Witchin. <laughs> um, sorry to say, <laughs> but uh, but um, I'm not hoping that, but. Uh, Yeah. So on the maker side, I uh, have been really uh, my version of crushing it, which is, which means, you know, the testing has been going well, implementing tests, um, doing tests before I release anything. They're passing, they're failing. I fix it, then they pass, then I push. And it's like, it just felt really, really good for a few days. And then yesterday I noticed that uh, something was broken and it was broken in production and it, it bothered me. But then the thing that I, the thing that I realized was, oh, you know, this is down a path where I don't have a test. So that's okay. Like I'm in this new world where, you know, I need to have tests for things and that that, that only inspires me to create a test. So I created a test for it and it started working. And then like I ran the test uh, suite again and I noticed some weird behavior, like, what I'm doing is I'm running the test for um, connecting like your metrics provider and then uh, generating these these forecasts, which is the first step of kind of onboarding to the product. And I noticed the test passed. But when, when I started using the app, I noticed that it was weird. Uh-oh. And yeah, so like I.
0: <laughs> Did you run the test in production?
1: Um, So that's the thing. Did I run the test? Even if I had. Even if I had run them in production, they would have passed as well. So here's here's what I basically figured out in all of my brilliant refactoring, um, turning all of this like monolithic blocking code into these really nice testable services and and smaller functions and you know asynchronous tasks and all uh, whatnot. Um, I basically introduced some race conditions where, oh, <laughs> yeah, where it, it's really weird because like on the one hand. The tests are these automated browser tests where I'm like racing through the UI and I'm hitting things really fast. And like, there's no way a human being would do that, right? No. So in some sense, I was like, ah, that's okay. Like no human's going to like connect their metrics and then disconnect and then delete and then refresh them and then connect them <laughs> again. Like, like no, nobody's ever going to do that. So it's almost like a torture test in that sense. So I was like, ah, it's Okay. Well, but then I sat down and I realized this morning, like, no, it's not just that, like something weird is happening where the there's still one part of the path that is old world. And I kept it because it's basically the thing that draws the progress bar on the screen. Okay and like I didn't want to have to redo that. I was really proud of my progress bar. It's like it gives you the sensation that things are working and or not working it actually gives you an it gives you a red progress bar and fails if it doesn't like i was really happy with i so proud of that thing that i was like i don't want to change it plus it's a little bit more on the complicated side from ui standpoint and I, i just didn't want to have to change it i think i think i'm gonna have to change it after all because it had some very implicit assumptions about what's going on underneath yeah. that I didn't realize until now and I don't know if it's because like the amount of data the other thing I did is I did like a I did a sync with the production database so that it would be a more re- realistic data set that I'm working with and like now that I'm testing against that like you said I'm starting to see things fail that don't fail when I'm just working my local computer because uh there's just not as much data to deal with so some of these things that are timing based as the functions take longer to complete you start to see errors that you wouldn't have seen if things yeah. are all instantaneous so that was kind of a punch to the gut um, and, uh, you know not yeah. yeah and and then and then I had to like I discovered this pretty much right as I had to take my daughter to school this morning and then I'm coming out of this podcast going okay I'm gonna come out of this podcast a little bit stressed out because this is all live right now like this 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 problem is out there and I I was so happy feeling like what was live was rock solid yeah and you just suddenly go you just have this this twist of this knot in my stomach now like nope it's not like but I'm gonna fix it (laughs) I'm gonna fix it
0: it's always hard when you start to move stuff to async but yeah yeah just yeah. sounds like there is a path for you to follow to get back to solid state there is clear
1: path. there is there's a clear path it's like it stop sucks. making all these assumptions uh but you know when they're implicit you i don't realize all the assumptions i'm making sometimes when am writing code so yeah that's that's
0: <laughs> and you know like at this time you just want to keep like improving and adding features and stuff you don't want to spent too much time going back, fixing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not really so exciting. It's not something you can yeah put into Beamer and
1: brag. Yeah, about exactly. Hey, that <laughs> race condition is, is solid. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shouldn't have been there. Now yeah. it isn't. Um, I, on, on the bright side though, I, I really do believe that the product is getting to a point of like maturity in the sense of the, the, they go to market, The first go-to-market feature set yeah um and that was actually helped by the fact that i did release a a feature this week that is like um valuations so it's like valuations as a service and that had been buried for a long time i had this gnawing feeling that it was valuable but i had asked one i'd shown it to one person like the maybe the second person that saw it and she had a really negative visceral reaction to it um particularly the valuation was not the same as the valuation that she was fundraising at. And because of that, I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Like, I don't want to expose this number. If it doesn't match the entrepreneur's expectations, this could be really bad. And so I just, I basically just, I didn't stop generating the data under the hood because I thought I might need it later, but I removed it from the UI. And Hmm. then I started talking to Robin Einer last week and they're like, that would be a really interesting hook on the free side, like to, to, you know, connect your metrics, get evaluation, yeah. um, work forecast, And I was like, well, <laughs> I've actually already written that. Um, I guess I could bring it back. And so this week I did.
0: Nice. And
1: a lot of positive response on Twitter from people who are real SaaS CEOs saying that this is really useful, um, made me feel awesome. <laughs>
0: and yeah. that
1: was like, but again, that was the high. And also be, like I did a little bit of feature work, uh, sorry, a little bit of UI work to get that feature out and that little bit of UI work just made the user interface feel much more consistent across like the two major parts of the product. Nice. So like it just, yeah, just like all clicked suddenly. And I was like, Oh, there it is. Like the light shining down from the sky and you hear this angelic music playing. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it's, it's there. And then this happens. So, um, I really feel like once I do this, I'm going to basically work on the, I'm going to work on the API, um, I want to get an a-, a basic API out um, as uh, by October. So I'll work on the API, and then I'm going to work on basically product product marketing, as I call it, of like which features go into the which tier of the product. Nice. Um, and then get this thing out there. Like I feel like it's I feel like it's ready for that. Um, once I you know fix this bug, some stability, a little bit more testing, but then yeah, basically figure out how to productize the tiers and. Uh, yeah get this nice thing man. out the door so yeah so it's, uh, it's in perspective it's not that bad <laughs> i feel like because of the
0: time difference and it's still morning where you are you could actually end this week on a high note
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that thank you i i hope i do i'll put my it in the show notes true. if i do
0: <laughs> my weekend is completely due <laughs> It's fine <laughs> to go into the woods man
1: <laughs> it's gonna wander off in the woods yeah uh, cool, man. That's de- yeah yeah so that's good um the investor for- valuation yeah. stuff looks really cool thank you yeah, yeah. I look forward to your thanks for that i curious to get more feedback from founders that use it who either have or haven't raised money and get their get their thoughts on uh the- whether it's uh, in the ballpark. I have to say, like, the one I generated for SimSass, uh was very much in the ballpark of what I kind of expected. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see.
0: Since I know you, you, I can probably convince you to get my evaluation up a little bit.
1: <laughs> a, l- a little bit of tweak. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it's like, uh, that's like it's knowing the C of... Equals yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would never write code like that. <laughs> not for uh, not for free um (laughs) that's like asking the ceo of zillow hey you know my zestimate is a little low um (laughs) anything you could do about that uh but no yeah i'm excited about that and no i appreciate the sentiment i could end this week on a good note and um i yeah sales is going well too on the manager side i did get a quote out there this week um person came back and said you know probably not going to use it enough to justify that so what can we do it was a really high price point though so yeah um uh meaning it was the highest tier i have so i'm like okay somebody's saying the highest tier isn't for them <laughs> that's that's okay like i'm gonna have other ones so yeah uh yeah man let's end this on it uh, i'm gonna try to end this on a good note and um i hope you can too somehow
0: <laughs> <laughs> well actually on the branch side things have been mm. pretty solid um. Yeah. It's mainly mainly just all the other stuff in my life <laughs> I need to deal with. Why do I have to deal with other things besides my startup?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, as, as a person that started a company and had four kids at the same time and uh, stayed married, um, there's a lot of other stuff, isn't there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I managed to get back into maker mode. Pretty well this week. That's something I mentioned last week that I would need to work on. Um because I have a I have a lot of maker stuff to do. Um I tried Clubhouse for project management. Yeah, how'd that go? I can report back that Notion is gonna own the world. Ah, uh, really? It did not go well. I have a lot of thoughts about it actually.
1: Could I would love to hear a couple.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So the problem is. I'm. I've been influenced by the whole delete your backlog thing that everyone's talking about now with Jason Fried, and mm-hmm. Shape Up, and the base camp, the new book Base Camp released.
1: Yeah, I'm drinking. Yeah. I'm sipping that Kool Aid too.
0: Yeah, I like the sentiment of that, but I also need like I so I don't think I need a backlog because I know that everything that goes into the backlog f- for more than a few weeks, it's I'm not coming back to unless it pops up somewhere else, and that's not the backlog. So I don't think I need a backlog. And I think Clubhouse is for at least when you're just one person, it's just a backlog. Um, I think I know I still need lists because that's how my brain works. That's why I write unit tests as well. As soon as I have an idea for something or think about something, I need to write it down, put it somewhere. Um, But there is sort of like a fine balance between what's a list or like a to-do list and what's just notes i think a lot of people are the same like me that they use their to-do list for like note-taking as well um so the thing i've realized is that notion is actually perfect for the way my brain works and Hmm. it fits well together with the no backlog thing so to give like a concrete example i'm working I'm working on an integration right now. And so I'll have a call with the the, the partner that I'm integrating with. Um, and I'll take a bunch of notes during that call, and that'll be Notion. And then I'll sort of just like start researching, start working on this thing. And then like these, some of these notes will like slowly turn into a to do list inside of Notion. And it's really easy, because in Notion, you just hit slash to do and then you can just start having to dos. so it's really easy mm-hmm. so that means that i'll have i'll have a page in notion typically how that it, it's typically typically how it ends up is i'm working on something for a few days i'll have a place in notion where i'm taking notes and i'm like dropping links and thoughts and stuff like that and i'll also have like small little to-do list of this stuff just to like to remember all of it and then I'll move on to something else and I'll kind of forget the notion document and I'll start a new one for this thing I'm currently working on and it'll have its own list. So basically all this stuff that never gets ticked off one of those documents in notion just like goes into like my archive or something in notion. It It's not, not something I'm probably ever going to look at again. So mm. in that, it, if I used Clubhouse, it would just live on the backlog and it would just be like a longer and longer list of stuff that didn't really make sense anyways or that I didn't need or didn't care about enough to add them. Hmm. So I think basically what I need is short-lived lists for like the thing I'm currently working on. And Notion is perfect for that. Like Notion Hmm. is actually, if I I shouldn't try to change it, I think, because it's honestly working pretty well for me. Do you have and your I,
1: own? You have your own Notion account separate from the pages in Tiny
0: Yep, and I'm paying okay. for it as well because I use it so much.
1: Yeah, I, I need to do that. I think you just pushed me over the edge <laughs> to, <laughs> to do that because. So, so how do you hmm, how do you capture? That's interesting. I like to write user stories. Yeah. Um. Are you I, writing that kind of stuff in Notion then?
0: yeah like for this integration thing i wrote these bulleted lists where uh, i had basically every line on the bullet list had like a square bracket and then like either user if it's the user who does it or like a job if it's a background job or like whoever does it and then like basically all the stuff that would need to go into that feature Mm -hmm. um so i just kind of like find my own way to do it in notion because i I kind of just like staying in there, but I think it's yeah. also a matter because, like, I'm spending a lot of time in Notion already, so it's just easy for me to just kind of stay there. It's yeah. probably not super easy if you're not already using it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm loving it right now from a planning perspective. Like, as you know, I put in, I plan out the whole Q3 <laughs> in yeah. there, uh, yeah. and it's it's working. Like, I'm checking things off. I'm halfway through ish, and it, it's going really well. I I, I like this idea if you have your own notion account can you share a page with somebody that doesn't have notion
0: i think you probably would have to add them to your team okay but you can export it to
1: mm. very easily because i'm having i'm having conversations with people right now about the product and their their particular use cases and
0: I'm i'm pretty sure you can actually
1: yeah Um, i should try yeah that's good for that so so but you tried clubhouse and did you i added a few Mm. things into it and
0: i tried to use it but it just felt like extra work and Mm. i it's just so fast for me to add stuff in notion (laughs) and it's very simple and it's like i'm working on this feature and i get this idea for like stuff i need to add to it and it's I have all my notes there. I have it open while I talk to this person on a call. It's just so easy for me to just like add
1: another line to a to-do list in there. Okay, but let me ask you this. If somebody else – so what Clubhouse has though is it has a lot more structure for somebody who maybe isn't you to come in and say, oh, we're on sprint – I don't know if they call them sprints, but we're on this – five yeah. we're on sprint five and we're this date and this is the ticket number and like peter said that it's being worked on and whatever so yeah. do you think so- notion could actually grow to support that kind of team work for i don't, a I don't see
0: i don't see it work i don't see it being the best tool for that right now mm-hmm. but who knows they, it seems like they're moving pretty fast
1: yeah but- that's true
0: and but i shouldn't i feel like i shouldn't waste my time trying to have a big project management set up when i'm just one person anyways right right um, so for now it works it make okay. i feel like i'm more efficient in in notion so the the clubhouse experiment which was <laughs> i announced as a one month experiment is it's it's ended already <laughs> i can report yeah. back sorry i I've-
1: <laughs> I've had it for a few months and I, I used it a couple times and then I have been sucked into to-do lists and notion as well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, good stuff.
0: But the integration I was working on has turned out to be really awesome. It's uh, the v- V1 V is almost done and um, they are very excited about what I've been building and um, it it needs a little polish next week. And then hopefully we can get some test users on and then, Hopefully, afterwards, we can start... Some of their customers can actually start using it. Um, so I'm I'm really excited to see how this strategy kind of turns out. So far, yeah. I'm really, really excited about it. That's so great. That's my high note this week was how well that worked. Um, awesome. Yeah. And then well, I hey, mentioned last week <laughs> that I was going to meet with my CTO friend because <laughs> you were inspired yeah. to do that.
1: Did that happen? Yeah.
0: Um, we actually ended up working on something different than what i thought um so basically we went uh, we're, i'm using laravel for the back end of branch and laravel has this really cool tool called nova which is like and a really awesome way to build like an admin dashboard for your app mm. it has all these like cool ways you can build in metrics and he was super curious about that and he's never used it on a on a project before um but i have it actually set up for branch but i never really took the time to build some of these metrics or screens into it or the dashboards. Yeah. So we sat down and it's not something probably I would have prioritized just on my own, but we sat down and kind of like went through some cool things we could do with it and build a few things. And uh, it's, it's pretty nice. So I have like a little bit better overview of where people are in the app. We made this small little screen that shows if there are how many unsuccessful users, we- and then you can see, like in the past seven days or one day, and that's basically like a user who signed up and tried to run a build but never managed to get a green build. Mm. Uh, just like a nice little way to, for me to see like where people are, and who needs help, etc. Yeah. Um. So that was awesome. Then hmm. another thing I kind of wanted to mention. Um. I, I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Um. But I'm 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 regularly talking to Chris Vidal. Or better known as Fideliber on Twitter. He's like a pretty well known dude in the Laravel community. Um, he wrote an ebook called Service for Hackers, which is really good. Um, yeah. But him and uh, someone else in the Laravel community is building a continuous integration tool for Laravel specifically. And huh. uh, since, I guess, yeah, probably since spring, we've been talking regularly and kind of compared notes and stuff because we're building almost the same thing but for two different audiences and there's not really there's not really any overlap so it's not really too dangerous to share our thoughts and stuff like that yeah um so actually we do like probably once a month maybe six weeks or something we do a call and we just kind of compare notes and talk about like how it is and what we do and uh, it's been really good but people i think both of us have had people told us that we should talk to each other (laughs) because we haven't really told anyone that we were talking we're like yeah we already have regular calls (laughs) (laughs) so now it's official everyone should know (laughs) i am already speaking to fideliber (laughs) we're connected yes but thank you for your concern
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's cool that's great that you that you uh have that i Not to go back to my world uh, entirely, but I've also continued to have calls with uh, both the technical help and the communications process help um, this week. And those one-hour sessions you spend with folks or however long it is, half day, day, uh, you can get a ton of leverage out of that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would you ever have done that dashboard you talked about without getting together? I don't think so. When would you have done it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's good to feel like a little. It's like some friendly peer pressure, I guess,
1: mm-hmm. to like get some stuff
0: done, or I don't know. He, we we met up, and there was kind of an expectation that we would do something together, and also something fun. <laughs> yeah, um, and that was like a fun little project we could work on, and it moved me forward a little bit as well. So it's just a great thing to work on, but I probably wouldn't have picked it up on my own.
1: Yeah. That's great. I, I went into this week's uh, uh, session with, um, his name's Peter, with Peter thinking that we were going to write some uh, some like actual API, uh, um, some views, actually implement, start implementing the API. And we, we did talk about the API, but h- the biggest thing he gave me this week was like, there's not a shortcut, like, or, or rather, th- this is what you have to do. And I was like, OK, <laughs> it's like, uh, which was also really helpful. I mean, yeah. sometimes you just see people to tell you, like, stop searching for a, a better, faster, cheaper way because this is the best way and you just have to do it. Um, and uh, that's great. That's good. So you're going to continue to do that?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're friends as well. So we we see each other regularly. Nice. Um, yeah. Then I'm headed to England next week for to Brighton. There's a Word WordPress conference there. Um like an hour south of London. So going there for a few days, I'll bring my fiance so she can hang out in Brighton and see what's that like what what it's like. (laughs) I don't have the highest expectations. (laughs) Um but um we'll give it a chance and then we'll so like in Brighton right now it's like eighteen degrees Celsius and raining and then we'll go up to Glasgow. (laughs) and it's 15 degrees and raining. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's yeah,
0: it's even worse. <laughs> I looked at the forecast on like on Google. If you google the forecast, you get 11 days of forecasting and it rained for 11 it's it's going to rain for 11 days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah, well we could use that here. It's it's I think it's it's been over 100 every day for the last week or so, 100 degrees Fahrenheit, wow. of course. And it's like dry and 103 uh, in the afternoons. So that actually sounds pretty nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, it's cool, going to be cool, good. Man. I always love going to conferences and I've never been to Brighton before. Usually I like the the other UK WordPress conferences I've been to have been pretty good. So hopefully mm-hmm. this one is, is good as well. I've heard good things about it. So if by Great. any coincidence anyone is listening to this is going to Brighton, let me know.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I should give a uh, I should give a shout out to Business of Software, which is rapidly approaching here in the US um, mid mid September because they've been tweeting more about it and saying, "Hey, post this in your LinkedIn." and like, uh, so I'm, I'm working on helping them promote it, but uh, I'm <laughs> getting increasingly nervous about the. Uh, the the 30 minute talk that i have to give so this is also my accountability -accountability (laughs) self-accountability check (laughs) i'm Um, like dude that's only uh that's only like five weeks away so i would love to attend
0: business software if it if it it wouldn't be like the fifth time i'll have to go in the to the u.s in a year
1: (laughs) Go, go to the uh go to the one in uh europe if you can there is one yeah there's one in london
0: oh nice well that's yeah. a train ride away from glasgow so i could do that
1: okay yeah yeah. i think it's uh it's usually like it's in the spring um april ish so. nice uh yeah yeah it's, it'd be great but yeah nervous and excited so
0: let's uh call this a show before we hit 40 minutes <laughs> all right
1: yeah <laughs> what, yes. what happens if we don't know, we don't want to know what happens in 40 minutes <laughs>
0: yeah we have 20 seconds left it was good catching up with you
1: <laughs> absolutely have a wonderful weekend
0: yeah you too man
1: take care <laughs>